Hello, Zimbabwe, and welcome to Live Talk. We are coming to you live from Studio 7 at the Voice of America in Washington. I'm your host, Kip Stobe. Today on Live Talk Diaspora Forum, we are talking about challenges faced by Zimbabweans living outside the country and the year, coming year. But first, a look at what is happening elsewhere. As heavy fighting continues in Gaza, Israelis and Palestinians are thinking about what will happen in Gaza after the war ends. The Palestinian Authority says it is prepared to take over Gaza. Israel says, on the other hand, the Palestinian Authority cannot have any role. Linda Gretstein reports for VOA from Jerusalem. As the fighting rages between Israel and Hamas in Gaza and the death toll continues to climb, the international community is increasingly pressing for a ceasefire. But it's not clear who will eventually take control of Gaza and its 2.2 million people, many of whom lived in poverty before the war began. It doesn't seem to me that there is even consensus among the U.S., Israel, uh, the regional Arab country, the, the international community on, on what to do. Uh, uh, with Gaza after after the war. Who's going to be uh, ruling Gaza? U.S. President Joe Biden has said he would like to see a revitalized Palestinian Authority, or PA, take control in Gaza once the war ends. But according to polls, 80 to 90 percent of Palestinians disapprove of the PA and its 88-year-old leader, Mahmoud Abbas. It is seen as corrupt and ineffective in the West Bank territory it already controls and incapable of governing Gaza. Nevertheless, some PA officials say they are prepared to return to Gaza 16 years after Hamas Hamas threw them out in a bloody coup. I say that it is the right of the PLO and the right of the Palestinian Authority to return to the Gaza Strip. Am I going to Mozambique? I'm going to my country and my people. And even if it is destroyed, it is my responsibility. But it must be within the framework of a comprehensive political vision that is supported regionally and internationally. Palestinian analysts say that 17 years after the last parliamentary elections, Palestinians must elect more qualified leadership who can unite them. You're having the international community look for an administration that can provide the technocratic levels of governance, like health, education, but misses the entire point of the fact that Palestinians want and need legitimate uh, leaders. They want a leadership that can advocate for them, uh, even if you're talking about on a diplomatic stage here or, or on a diplomatic level. And that is something that is completely missing in these discussions about the day after. Egypt recently offered a three-stage peace proposal, starting with a two-week ceasefire and the release of 40 Israeli hostages, then the formation of a Palestinian technocratic government to hold elections, and finally a complete ceasefire in exchange for the release of all Israeli hostages, freedom for all Palestinian prisoners, and a complete Israeli withdrawal from Gaza. The Egyptian proposal leaves Hamas intact, which Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu has repeatedly said is unacceptable. Some Israeli analysts say the goal of eliminating Hamas is unrealistic. Hamas, first of all, is an idea before an organization, and uh, Hamas won't be vanished. Uh, even if uh, thousands of Hamas terrorists uh, and uh, political leaders will be killed during the war, they will still have uh, 
dozens of thousands of, of uh, supporters in Gaza and of course in other arenas like the West Bank. Netanyahu maintains that neither Hamas nor the Palestinian Authority can play a role in the future of Gaza, but he has not laid out a plan for the future of the area and it is not clear how Gaza will be governed or eventually rebuilt. Linda Gradstein, VOA News, Jerusalem. Some Zimbabweans say their future looks bleak as the country's uh, economic growth is expected to decline to 3.5% in 2024 from 5.5% this year due to anticipated drought caused by El Nino, which will devastate crop yields in the 2023-2024 agricultural season. But some remain positive, saying resilient Zimbabweans will find many ways of surviving under tough economic conditions. Many Zimbabweans say the ripple effects of the drought will be felt in their pockets as the El Nino phenomenon is expected to hit the agricultural sector, which is one of the key levers of the Southern African nationalist economy. Economic commentator Richard Gwenya of the Common Market for Liberal Solutions says Zimbabweans will suffer next year as there is no solution in sight of fixing the economy. There is an English saying uh, that says uh, only a fool can do the same thing all over again repeatedly and expect different results. Now, this is what I see of the Zimbabwean economy in 2024. You know, the ED uh, Munangawa government has been plodding and trouncing the same old path with the same old policies with the same old game, with the same old players over and over again. The government that lacks depth and creativity, there is absolutely nothing which Zimbabweans can expect in 2024. Because, like I said, there's nothing that shows that this government is an interest in creating anything new. Freedom Alliance Secretary General Ntanta Moses Nube Konkez, adding that, President Mnangagwa's government lacks vision to transform the country's economy, which, according to the World Bank, was the fastest-growing economy in Southern Africa since 2021. I think 2024 will not be a better year um, than any other, considering uh, that the 2023 elections uh, were contested uh, for not being free, fair and credible. And you also look at the flood uh, budget, which uh, took us to the Smith, Smith regime, where there was a hard tax, if you remember. And, and then uh, we also have a, a cabinet that is uh, composed of uh, recycled uh, dead wood. Um, that has been formed a cabinet of uh, uh, ZANU people that have been there, some of them since 1980. But ZANU-PF activist Xavier Zobare, based in the United Kingdom, says the Zimbabwe economy won't tank to the extent of erasing gains made in the past three years. Uh, we are looking towards uh, an interesting year for the ordinary people. Of course, as ZANU-PF, we are optimistic uh, that the measures which uh, the Minister of Finance intends to implement uh, will help stabilize the economy, not only stabilize but propel it uh, to greater heights. Um, 
we are aware of the concerns of most of our supporters, our members and the general populace in Zimbabwe uh, regarding the economy. Uh, of course, we are also praying because we are an agro-based economy. We are also praying to God that we have enough rains, um, that you know our dams, which we have uh, constructed uh, over the last few years in the, in the Second Republic, as you are aware, uh, will have enough water uh, so that uh, we can have enough ir- irrigation, uh, enough farming uh, activities uh, to keep the economy going. For Angiston Sibanda, Director of African Technologies, business executives should plan properly in order to survive in 2024. What's important as an entrepreneur is to be able to identify opportunities in the midst of uh, the challenges that we are facing, in the midst of adversity, which is what I would encourage fellow entrepreneurs to do. Um, yes, the World Bank has predicted a positive uh, economic growth uh, on Zimbabwe, but uh, the challenges are still there. We have challenges around um, uh, the, 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 the liquidity. We have challenge around access to capital. We have challenge around uh, challenges around the exchange rate. But what's important is to, to be able to focus um, up for the future and to be able to strategize around the future. In its recent Zimbabwe Economic Review update, the World Bank predicted a slump in the economy in 2024 after noting that economic activity accelerated in the country in the last few years despite global challenges. The mining sector is expected to experience a 7% growth next year, down from 8% in 2022 due to rising costs and chronic electricity shortages. Gibbs Dube, VOA News, Washington. Back to our main topic. Many Zimbabweans living in the diaspora say they have played a key role in keeping their relatives afloat back home by sending money and other goods. They are doing this despite the fact that they have to look for themselves and their families in countries where they are living. Some of them are struggling to get work and study visas in nations like South Africa. Unlucky ones have been killed in that country by mobs calling for the deportation of undocumented immigrants. Life is also tough for those that don't have proper immigration papers in Britain, the United States and other nations. What has life been in like in 2023 for Zimbabweans living in the diaspora? And what are they facing in the coming year? Please stay tuned. We're taking a brief break. In times of change, when the world seems uncertain, and what we hear doesn't reflect what we see, we seek the truth. When we are told only part of the story, we lose trust. In moments of crisis, our dreams, hopes, and wishes for a better tomorrow depend on a free press. At Voice of America, we bring you the stories that people take risks to see. We connect the world and unite it with truth. At Voice of America, we show you the whole picture. And for those that have just joined us, please note that we are streaming live on our Facebook pages, 
VOA Shona, VOA Studio 7, and VOA Indebele. We're also live on YouTube, VOA Zimbabwe. Today we are discussing challenges faced by Zimbabweans living in the diaspora. And to discuss this issue, I'm joined by Mr. Velempini Ntlovo, a legal practitioner based in South Africa, and Ms. Nomtandazo Komazana, a businesswoman uh, in, living in Mumbai. Welcome to the program, Mr. Ntlovo and Ms. Nkomazana. Thank you. Thank you, Tuve. Thank you very much. Let's start with you, Mr. Ndovu. So we see that uh, many people are facing serious problems in South Africa, you know, people that are living in the diaspora. Uh, just give us a rundown briefly of what uh, the challenges have been in 2023 for most Zimbabweans. Uh, for most Zimbabweans, the challenges have been the uncertainty as to their future, like you've said before, because what's happening is things are bed at home in Zimbabwe. They continue to be bed with the drought. We saw a lot of uh, livestock dying there because of the current drought, which is there caused by the El Nino. And then things that are happening now is that in South Africa, generally, the unemployment is very high. It's upward to around 45%. And it's harder for, for people who are coming from outside because the locals are now clamoring for jobs from every sector. We saw the trucks, the truck industry, the truck drivers, most of them faced a lot of uh, intimidation on the roads and some trucks were even banned. And like you said, even people who are accused of, 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 of being criminals. If you're accused of being a criminal in, in South Africa, then people they don't wait for the police to come and get you. What they do is they just take you and then they pin you using the petrol and the tire. So things are just really, really, really not going very well for, for a lot of people because of unemployment. And then at the same time, Whatever little money that you get, you've got to share with the families which are back home in, in Zimbabwe. So, yeah, a lot of there have been a lot of challenges from the thing that we saw where ZTP, it was uncertain as to what is going to happen right until November when the minister extended for two years. But even that is also not even secure because the, we don't know what process is going to be followed in January. It's only going to announce in January what's going to happen. So there have been a lot of challenges, especially knowing that if you are a Zimbabwean staying here in South Africa during the Zimbabwe December holidays, you've also got to go home. And when you go home there, you've got to have enough money to cover your course while you're on the way there and while you're there and on coming back again. So, yeah, it's, 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 it's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot of challenges. And the Zimbabwean government has not done anything to make any things better. They've actually done other things like increasing the passport to say from next year it's going to be 200 US dollars and then later on they revised it a bit down by saying it's going to be 150 US dollars. Now that's quite a lot of, of money for someone who's getting maybe three or 4,000 a month to, to be able to afford that passport. That's why there will be a lot of people when they're coming back from Zim who will have to 
across the border using the the, the, the river and they mm-hmm. in the river there there are hippos and also there are crocodiles. So it's going to be like it's going to continue being bleak in the future. It's not certain for for a lot of people who are not in what are known as professional jobs, which is the majority of the Zimbabweans in South Africa. Thank you very much and stay on the line. See who miss Nunumtandazo in Kumazana in Mumbai. How are you there? I'm very well, thank you, Baba Tuve Wunjan. Nisi Apila Kulu. Wunjan, Kula Hapo, Njalo 2023, Ubenjan, Uwe Njalo 2024, Uwe Nazanza Venja. So tell us a bit about 
2023 in Havarun Day, did you find any challenges and what do you think about 2024? Uh, we managed to accomplish in 2023. Kuhenge kwa valenzego ezine swana escalation yentengo ezdolo yio into eratingani ishumeza bantu kakuulu ngoba ama intengo ezdolo especially ugulia yikuwa tukukuela and I think ukuele three times the original price. January aba affected kakhulu ngabantu abaphila ngento esingayibiza sithi ngesilungu isalary abantu abaphilelayo ngokuzenzela amabusiness amancane yiba abantu banganikade bephila ngcono ngoba bathola imali ngesikhathi ngesikhathi sonke kulalo omelela inyanga ukuthi phele azathola imali yibo ababe affected kakhulu Yes, so we are seeing that there are some people who are actually sending us messages on our Facebook uh, platforms. Uh, we've got, uh, let's see, Elias Chibapa who says, Now the Chokwadi, Maita Zenu. So, Maita, what is we So that's a bonga kulu. to message in a Shatrek is saying, can I join the show right now? And then I've got Gilbert who also wants to join the show. So Shatrick is saying, Mr. Tube and others, how are you during the festive season? So let's go back to Mr. Velempini. So Mr. Velempini, uh, okay, let me take a caller first to Ulubaba or Gilbert. Uh, Gilbert, uh, how are you, sir? I'm okay, Baba. I'm I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm Oh, yeah, your, your line is a bit hazy. I don't know what's going on, but can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you now. Yeah, okay. So tell us a bit about 2023. How was it? Yeah, yeah. Let's, 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 let's try to call, we'll call you back. We'll call you back in some few seconds. So I think your phone is a little bit uh, hazy. So let's go back to Mr. Ndlovu, Velempini. Uh, so looking at uh, 2024, Mr. Ndlovu, so you said there could be challenges ahead. So how are people going to, you know, uh, tackle those challenges? Uh, the challenges, they're going to have to just uh, live in hope, like hoping that things will get better, because as things are, there's currently, a, for, for those in South Africa, there's currently a, a white paper that was put out by the 
Department of Home Affairs for people to make comments on. And and what's concerning is that a lot of people are unaware of that process that they're supposed to comment on that white paper because whatever comments are going to be put there, they are also going to affect the the, 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 the final outcome of that white paper on immigration. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, so, yeah, and then in January, the first few days of January, we're going to be told exactly how people are going to renew the permits for the, the two years. And then, yeah, so getting yourself, keeping yourself informed is what will make you to be able to tackle the challenges better because a, a lot of people lack information and then they are they, they are unable to change their situation because South Africa, in as much as it's got challenges, it it also has opportunities, but a lot of people don't get those opportunities because they don't get information. So if they keep themselves with information, then they'll be better able to face the the, the challenges that they face. Like one speaker actually said, maybe people should move away from looking at employment and try to start businesses. Because if you are running a business, it's actually much better to than waiting for a salary because as we all know the salaries are never going to be enough mm-hmm. thank you very much and ngomazana eh ngomazana so ke okukhakela lokuthi uzakuthola ngo 2024 kuyini eh says ngoba nje ukuthi um and Susanel is a candidate. Or Sanel Uti twenty twenty four events or one month. It would from our comfort zone. Or Sanel Uti above the and ngapumelela kanjani into esifanele siyenze 2024 ideas let's talk to people as look for ideas see what we can do to better our lives using the resources, the little resources that we have. We've got so much wealth that we have corruption in Zagalayole, Let's 
Yes, thank you very much. And your last word, Mr. Ndlovu, uh, 10 seconds. Okay, I, uh, 10 seconds, I would just like to wish uh, everyone a more prosperous 2024. Yes, thank you very much, uh, Mr. Ndlovu. That's Mr. Velimpini Ndlovu. Uh, he's an attorney, you know, working in South Africa. He's a Zimbabwean. And then we also had uh, Ms. Cindy Sospanda, who is a businesswoman based in uh, Botswana, in Haveron. Then we had uh, Nomtanda Zonkomazana, another businesswoman based in Mumbai, India. This is Gibbs Tube in Washington, D.C., signing off saying good night. <laughs>